praise God. Let's give God some praise right now. Just This has been wonderful praying time. I don't know if you felt it. It just felt like good praying time tonight. Let me ask you this. How many of you had, had a prayer request that might have been asking for somebody to be saved or be restored to the Lord? Let me see your hands if you had one. Yes. Was about five, six, seven people that had those out? Y'all don't mind if I roll my sleeves up, do you? Because it's getting warm. I want to ask you to remember those names and to remember those families if it was families and you keep lifting them up. From this day forward, don't you forget about those names. You've been entrusted with souls to lift them up because there's an enemy. He don't want to see them find Jesus. He don't want to see them be able to grow into something big for the Lord. The work that they are going to do. He's entrusted you with that prayer request. You turn it back in so others can see it, but you have it tonight. And whatever it is, you let the Lord lead you in this coming week to pray. Amen. And his presence is everything, especially in the world that we're in today. How many times have you heard the Lord speak to you and you didn't act? Anybody ever done it? I'm going to raise my hand because I do it about every other day, sometimes twice a day. But you want to know something? He loves me enough. He just is like, okay, this one's slow, so I love him and I'm, I made him and, and we're gonna, I'm going to help him. And he does. Sometimes the Lord will give us an, an unction within our spirits it might be to pray for somebody it might whatever it might be maybe to pursue something as a career or something we're going to do and it's up to us to follow we have choices to make don't we we had a choice to get up and come to church tonight didn't we We have a choice to we have a choice to mark on our calendar all these church events coming up and whether or not we're going to be here or whether we're not. All these choices we get to make. And our loving Heavenly Father gives us that ability and he gives us that freedom. But can I tell you that where we go and where we end up in life really depends on whether we're going to follow him or not. I'm going to read some scripture for you tonight, and then I'm going to talk a little bit. I hope that's okay. It's in Romans chapter 4 and verse 1. What then shall we say about Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh discovered in this manner? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, 
Now, the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. You see, tomorrow, we're going to go out and go to jobs. And we're trading hours for dollars. Right? You're going to head back down to Charlotte, and you're trading hours for dollars. You love what you do. But you ain't doing it for free, are you? Because the, the guy with the rent's going to show up at the door. He's going to want his rent. And the person with the car, whatever it is that you have, he's going to show up at the door and demand payment. So there's an obligation there. But freely, it says here, what, what Abraham received from God wasn't based on works. It was based on believing. You remember back in the book of Genesis, Abraham was living in Ur of the Chaldees, or the Chaldees, however you say it. I say Chaldees, and I'm probably wrong with it, but we know where we're at. And God spoke to his heart. And he said, get up and get out of here and go to a land that I'm going to show you. Choice number one. He either believed this voice that he heard, or I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us, so it's just it's speculation. It's conjecture is all that it is as to what exactly happened. Now, if I'm wrong on this, Brother Willie, Brother Bates, or anybody else, y'all stand up and correct me because we need to get it right. But it doesn't tell us. Just God told him. Was it a thunderclap that he understood as God talking to him? Was God talking to him in his heart like he does to us? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you hear God speak to your heart? Yeah. And so he gave him a command to do something. Get up and leave your family. And go to a place I'm going to show you. Not go to such and such place. Go to a place I'm going to show you. Just get up and go. And so he does. He gets up and he goes. Him and Sarah, his wife, and Lot. We know about Lot, right? Lot made some decisions too. We know how that ended. Am I right? Do I need to explain it? Anybody don't know? Lot got a little close to uh, the good life, so to speak. And he barely escaped, but yet he had been tainted so much by that good life that it trickled down into his family, to his daughters. They got him drunk. We know the story. That's where the Moabites come from. Am I right on that? That's where the Moabites come from, from his offspring with his daughters. He planted a vineyard, got drunk, and that's that. But Abraham, he gets up, and he goes on this journey. And he comes through the promised land, but he don't stay there. He's just passing through. He don't have a home. He was always in a tent. He ended up um, going down to Egypt. Why well, a famine came to the land, and he got up and he went to Egypt. But he didn't do what God told him. God didn't tell him to go to Egypt. Mistake number one, another choice. So he was following God. Now he ain't following God. He's following intellect. He's walking by sight and not by faith. Famine, it's bad. We got to get to Egypt. So he makes that decision, and that's out of God's will. 
And when he gets out of God's will, he's on his own. When you and I get out of God's will, we're on our own. You know that, right? Trouble is coming at some point. The plane is going to crash. The mule's going to break his leg. Something's going to happen. Period. It was true then, and it's true today. Because God changes not. So I'm going to ask you this. If you haven't heard God's voice, you need to find you a place and get alone and get alone with your thoughts, get away from the cell phone, the TV, the nagging people that might be around you, anything and everything. You need to get alone until you and God start talking and you learn his voice. There's nothing more important. We can go through life and life is fine and but we have to be on board with God. And so he goes down to Egypt, and while he's in Egypt, he's got a good-looking woman, kind of like Sweetie. Now, y'all don't have to amen or nothing. I know she's good-looking. No, I wouldn't ask him for an amen, but she's a good-looking woman. But when he got down there, he's like, you know what? They're going to kill me for you. So you lie now, he made another decision, didn't he? And it wasn't the right one. You lie and you tell them that you're my sister. And so they go on in and they tell the lie. Now, they got out of God's will back up here when they started the journey. And while they're on this journey that's out of God's will, sin starts to creep in. Ah, by the way, when you get out of God's will and ain't doing what God says, it, that's sin. You may not be at the liquor store every Friday night, but when you get out of God's will, that's sin also, by the way. And you know it. You know it. Because if you've got any inkling of the Holy Spirit in you, which you do when you got saved, he's going to be tickling your heart and saying, wait a minute, that ain't right. And we decide whether or not we're going to listen to him or not. And so they lie. And the kings, the Pharaoh, Pharaohs, right? there's Pharaohs, right? Pharaoh. They took her in. But somehow they found out that she was his wife. So what does the king do? Takes her back to him and he rebukes Abraham. Why did you tell me that she's your sister? Why didn't you tell me she's your wife? Get your stuff and get and by the way, we're going to send you all this other stuff with you. Now do the math on that one. This is God working something out, and they get out of here, and they, go, they leave with more than they came in with. And you say, well, that don't work because God's not going to sit and bless junk. That's what it says in the Bible. Am I right? So, they get out and they leave, and we know the story of how their family goes, the sons, and all these things. But Abraham, it was counted to him for righteousness because he trusted God. You see, sometimes we can get weak in our faith. 
Sometimes we can be struggling when it seems like everything under the sun is coming against us. Nothing's working right. The car broke down, got a flat. The check got lost in the mail for my rent. Now I owe two months' rent. And these things happen, am I right? The U.S. Postal Service is not perfect. And the next thing you know, you got stuff that is piling up on, on you. And if you're not careful, if we don't keep a check of ourselves, one of the best things is when we come in here to pray. Coming to church on Sunday, coming to church on Wednesday, coming whenever the doors are open, is we can fill out a prayer request that doesn't have to go out to anybody, that doesn't have to have a name on it, and somebody's going to pray for us. And that's to say, hey, I'm weak. Now, there might be a lot of preachers around who won't do that, but I will. Not to put me on no pedestal, but I need all the help I can get. So when I get weak, I'm calling some people. And I need some prayer. You know why? Because I'm getting to where I'm not thinking right. I'm about to get up and take a journey that God ain't wanting me to take. And then when I get on that journey, I'm subject to start lying and doing all kinds of things. You know what? Because but for the grace of God, there I go I is what we can say. Am I reaching? Is this going home? Do we get it? Ain't none of us perfect in here tonight. Starting with me. Like I said, about every day or so. Why, Lord, do you love me? Why do you put up with me? Except for when I'm asleep, and I don't say that when I'm sleeping. Maybe I do in my spirit. Sweetie hears me talking in my sleep, so maybe I do. But I tell you that to say this, no matter where you're walking, no matter where you're at right now, no matter where it seems like you're in a valley or if you're up on the mountaintop or if you're just cruising along, don't forget when God calls you out of a place, and by the way, he did, you're saved tonight. I think it's fair to say everybody in here is saved tonight. And if you ain't, let us pray with you so that can get settled. Can't make you come, don't know who you are unless the Holy Ghost tells me if he does, We'll be talking. But we have to stay focused on Jesus. It's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to start on this journey. And before long, it seems like there's so many wrongs that's done. And the devil tells us the lie and says, you can't come back. Does anybody believe that for a minute? Well, do we? You can't come back. The devil tells us you can't come back. But that's not true. Because before you ever asked Jesus to come into your heart, you was dirty, you was filthy, you was nasty, you was nothing. I was nothing. And I needed a Savior and he called me. He didn't clean me up before. He called me and he's been working ever since on the cleaning part. And every day when we have these little things to happen, the devil says you're no good. You're not, you shouldn't even be getting in the pulpit. You shouldn't even be talking to these people about this. You have nothing to give to them. And even though I try to get it out of the word of God, I'm talking about me. You got your own walk. And it comes out of what the word of God says. The devil is saying, you have no right. Because you told the lie. Because you told the lie about your, about your daughter, your wife. That's what he was telling to Abraham. 
But God said something different. Didn't he? Didn't he go on and he tell him that you're going to be, you're going to be your seed. And he ain't even got a kid yet, by the way. Think about that. Sarah's getting old. She's an old lady. She can't have babies. She's past that point. And God said, you're going to, your family, your seed, your children are going to be more than the dust on the ground and the stars in the sky. How does that work? What that tells me, and we know that it happened, right? The Jewish nation was born. Christians were born. By the way, we're about as Jewish as you can get whenever you take Jesus into your heart. You've had a heart transplant, by the way. So then you got Jews and Gentiles. Why did God pick them? I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. But he did. And I want you to know tonight the day that you got called out of darkness and you said, yes, Jesus, I need you. He started something that he's had a plan on. And this is not a freebie to go live how we want to live. Don't take that the wrong way. But when we mess up, oh, there's the big mess-ups that go to the newspaper. But them, them little bitty mess-ups that we like to call little bitty mess-ups, but they're huge because they're happening right here. And nobody else knows about them except you and God. And he says, take my hand and walk with me. You're in Egypt. You need to come back. I didn't tell you to go there. You got out of line. You need to walk with me. Because I started something in you. I've made a promise. And that promise, let me tell you something, when God makes a promise, it's going to come true. It's going to happen. Pastor Charlie, you probably got a vision for youth ministry. And if you sought God on that vision, it's going to happen. And while you're on that journey, my friend, I'm here to tell you that there were going to be some days there's going to be some days that it might not seem good. It might seem rough. You're going to meet some opposition from some people that you might respect a whole lot. That on, by the way, they happen to get out of the will of God, just like you know we all can do, right? Because if God gave you the vision, who are, who's anybody else to tell you it can't happen? That's the devil working. Don't care how long they've been in the ministry. Don't care how long they've been a... A Christian, we find out from Abraham, we can get out of line very easily. So you stick with what Jesus gives you, my friend. And when you need prayer, call. I'll pray with you. And I think all these people here will too. So with that being said, isn't that the same thing for all of us here tonight? Can we not pray with one another when we get weak? When we have life seems like it's coming down on us and it just seems like nothing is working out and we're starting to not pray. We, just, we know our whole countenance ain't right. Most of us can see it. Most of us can see that. But it, you need to know that you need that help. Does that make sense?
You can send all the drug addicts you want to all the rehabs in the world that you want with the best programs and spend all kinds of money on them, but unless in here they want to change, it's nothing. Pastor Charlie preached an awesome message this morning. Amen? Amen. Whoa. Amen. Amen. Let's give God some glory. That's not for you, Pastor. That's for Jesus because that's the work he was doing. That was heaven ordained this morning. But no matter where we get, we have to know that we need help. You got to stay in the word. We got to stay praying. And we got to have that prayer, buddy. Y'all heard me say that time and again. Abraham. Before there was any sacrifices, the mosaic sacrifices, all those things that was laid out, not saying it's wrong, but how did this guy get to be accounted as right? It was credited to him. It was put into his credit. It was accredited to him. It's a banking term, Sherry. You know all about that. It was accredited to him as righteousness because he trusted God. The law came so that we could see we need a Savior. Without the law, we don't know what's sin. But the law came to show us. But this happened with him before all that happened. So I want you to know tonight, don't you let the devil beat you up and knock you down. And I'm going to ask you another one too. And we're going to play serious ball on this one because it's biblical. If anybody, your brothers and sisters around here, want to beat you up over something, we all need to sit down and have a very serious prayer service because that ain't right. The right place is to get right here and go to the throne room of God so that Bob, Bill, Jerry, or whoever gets restored. That is the Bible. Anything outside of that don't work. That's the devil, the stuff that's outside of that. And woe unto the one that wants to get into God's business because if he laid it out, it is going to happen. Think about this. Charlie touched on it, I think, this morning. Noah's building an ark, and nobody don't get it, nobody don't understand. They don't get it. They don't understand, they don't hear, they don't take in what has been given to them. And they perished. Don't ever think that God is love and you're okay. You're only okay if Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And by the way, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, a lot of this sin stuff, as we walk and as we grow, it's going to go away. It's going to go away. If Jesus has your heart, he's going to make all things new. So the junk that's in the heart now will be getting trashed and tossed out. Amen? And if you believe that, then you trust in what God has to say. So tonight, we're going to close out with one final prayer. There was a man who asked Jesus to pray for his son. And Jesus asked him the simple question, Do you believe that I'm able? I believe, Lord, but help me with my unbelief. It's the same thing. Abraham believed enough, he got up and moved. 
A tree might have talked to him. A cloud might have talked to him. A voice might have spoke to him. You know the little voice? Anybody watch Magnum P.I. back in the 80s? The little voice. Look at this little voice. It might have been the little voice, but whatever it was, he believed it. He trusted it. And if God says you're going to be a father of many people, you're going to be okay. You don't have to go to Egypt. You're not going to die in a famine because you ain't had a baby yet. You don't have to run to Egypt to get out of God's will. And you ain't got to lie about it, afraid they're going to kill you. Why? Because you ain't had the baby yet. Because God made a promise. Has God made promises to you? Have you seen some of them not come to fruition yet? Then hang on to it because he ain't done. He ain't done. Allie, God made some promises to you. He ain't done yet. Sweetie, God made some promises to you. He ain't done yet, so don't let go. So we're going to pray tonight, and we're going to ask just that one simple thing. I believe, Father. That's why I'm in church tonight. I don't think we're here for the country club scene. None of us are. It's not the checkoff. I did church today. Oh, I did church twice today. Now let's have that serious conversation as we get ready to leave tonight and say, Lord, Help me with my unbelief. That could be anything. Amen. So, Jason, you give us a little more music one more time for about five more minutes of prayer. I want you to spend some time with the Lord on this.